You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. And right now, we have got a special guest joining us all the way from Australia, Josh from the band Back Banks Arcade. Josh, how are you going today? Yeah, I'm doing good, mate. Yourself? We're going great down here in Otipoti. How's everything over in the Big Smoke? Yeah, it's fantastic. Just gearing up to come back over to New Zealand and day after tomorrow for our tour. Awesome! That's amazing. Well, before we kick everything off, for the people at home, uh, who makes up Banks Arcade? Yeah, so my name is Joshua, and I I sing for Banks Arcade and play guitar, and then we've got James Feeks on the drums, Jason Meadows is the other guitarist, and Harlan, who plays bass. Awesome, because you guys originally came, uh, were started in New Zealand, and then you've shifted over to Australia, where you've actually been killing it, touring through the UK and everything, but... The thing is, you guys have just released your first album, uh, Future Lovers, and I want to know, what was that experience like for you in having now one of the biggest achievements under your belt as a band? It's been absolutely incredible for us. Obviously, it was a really long time coming to actually get the album out. We had it, we had it finished about two years ago, oh. and so we've just been waiting through all of the chaos that was COVID over here and now that we're getting back into touring properly and, and it's actually getting received by the world it's, mm. you know, it's an amazing feeling but it's also kind of strange to imagine people hearing it for the first time after we've had a relationship with these songs for so long yeah and it's just like kind of like not so much collecting dust but just waiting for that right time to lease it but then even then I guess like over the past two years since creating Future Lovers you've been also like working away and exploring Expanding upon the sound that you've created on this album. Yeah, exactly. And with this, um, it started off as a concept album, as you've mentioned in the past, and then then it became quite introspective as well. And I want to know that experience of, like, I guess, finding yourself from... Because you've released singles since 2017, but then it's like, okay, developing this concept album, looking at modernism and hardcore music, and then finding a way to link it back to yourself. I want to know how... Was it like, I guess, crafting that? Yeah, I think sometimes when you're creating art and music, rather than you being in the author's seat where you're actually genuinely creating it, it can feel sort of like an experience Mm -hmm. where it's happening to you. You don't really know exactly what's going on at the time. And then as time passes, you have more context to kind of put it in a box and, and decide how you want to present it to the world. I think during the process of writing Future Lovers, there was an idea that I had in my mind of this is this is what this is going to be, and it kind of had other plans, I guess. And, and as it started to come together, I realized how personal some of the songs were and how anecdotal a lot of it was. And, and, and as you mentioned before, the whole album really is the sound of a band that's finding its identity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very eclectic and... And it was us truly creating with no bounds or expectations. Yeah. And, even, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Because even then, um, I feel like with a lot of hardcore music nowadays, there has been this like idea and like, I guess this like modern synthesis. And like, of course, that's that modern. It's like from bands like Turnstile creating, I guess, what they've dubbed clown punk, taking in a lot of um, kind of. Uh, ethereal aspects too but then also acts like Kenny Hoopla which are melding that rap uh, and hardcore sound and even then with your track like Ether you've taken like a lot of electronic approaches which has made the track like the name states uh, very ethereal and I want to know like how do you find this like 
evolution of the whole entire hardcore scene after being involved with it for so many years? Because it hasn't really changed over like until this past decade. Yeah, and you're right. Like both of those artists that you just mentioned are prime examples of what we're seeing now, which is music that truly blurs the lines of genre. And mm. you've seen so much pop sensibilities and hip hop influences. And in the modern heavy music over, you know, you say the last decade, but it's even really the last like four or five years. Yeah. started to evolve even more. And and I think that it's, it's an awesome time to be a part of that because people don't have as many expectations of bands. Like people are used to a band like Bring Me The Horizon who started yeah. what, a deathcore band and now they're pretty much making pop rock. Exactly. And yeah, I think that, that that's going to be something you're going to see from bands now because change is something that you can't can't stop in that sense no it's just like for me like i've never really i've only gone to the hardcore scene since like getting into punk music and so like finding all this like and watching it kind of progress for me it's like okay yeah we've had punk rock then it's like emo it's like it hasn't been that much like variation in each decade up until this past time it's just like oh wow everyone's like really pushing the boundaries a lot more Mm, and, and yeah, it all just comes down to when you can hear the, the authenticity and yeah. what kind of happened with a lot of heavy music is that I feel like that got lost and people were just trying to copy what other bands had done before or just do something just so that it would be heavy or just so that it would have a certain sound as opposed to actually expressing how they felt and what their emotion is. And like a good example, that, that, that the band that you were just playing, Idols, mm. and we got into them when we were over in the UK and they're a perfect example of just kind of visceral, simple, simple riffs, simple compositions, but just so much energy and feel in the music. And that's what we, we try to do with the stuff that we're writing, is just think about what we want to say and say it in the most authentic way as possible. Yeah. Um, and with that regard, you guys, like I've also mentioned, like creating this modernist sound, uh, you've created these aspects of like heavy core, like screamo core, uh, metal core even. Um, and like, I want to know, creating this soundscape for you guys and trying to stand out. Like, I've, I'm going to keep on going back to the track Ether because that's the one that stood out to me the most. Like, especially with its the lightness of it all. And I want to know, what was your experience like developing this soundscape and like working with your producers and like going back and forth, like showing them the influences you wanted to like uh, follow behind and like take these ambient sounds. Yeah. So with this album, it was pretty much all produced in house. And oh, nice. the, the, the way that we the way that we do everything is that I'll write everything on a compositional level. This is, well, this is the way that we did it for mm-hmm. this album. That we've already written our second album, yeah. and that process was kind of different. But through through this process, I would I would compose a song, wrote, record the whole demo, and then we had a guy who was in the band who came from an electronic background, and he would work on the sound design and and help to you know if I had, if I had written a synth part or if I had written any sort of electronic 808 or something like that he would go in and, and use the part that I had written but then just help to sculpt the sound design and then much much like that Jason who's the guitarist of the band would do that with all the guitar tones so he's very focused on coming up with new ways to make guitars sound cool and, and, and make make those tones really shine so yeah. it's, it's been something that's worked for us where I've kind of been on the creative side and then the other guys have really helped to mould the sounds and get them to that level where they can they can accept and see what my vision is and help translate what the demo was so that other people can can hear that yeah. in the end product. Awesome, because 
One of the things that also really stood out to me in the creation of this album, it was uh, originally written here in New Zealand, but it was at an Airbnb, it stated. So I want to know, what was that experience like? And like, what were some of the stories that came out of it? Like kind of being locked into this like box with a bunch of people due to the pandemic and just like punching out this whole entire album. Yeah, yeah. So it was recorded. It was written pretty much mostly at... I went back to New Zealand because we were in Melbourne during COVID and I went back to New Zealand and I wrote a lot of it at my family home back there. I was just staying there and did a lot of the writing. But it was recorded in seven days up in Auckland and so we basically had a studio and then we just had an Airbnb nearby and it was really like, obviously, the lockdown situations that were going on in New Zealand were so unpredictable and we got into Auckland within like a two-day gap in lockdown and basically locked down in the studios just to get through the whole thing. So, you know, it was a very uncertain time, but it was definitely something that I think that we'll look back on fondly because it didn't have the same sort of expectations and pressures that recording does when you've got all of the team and label and producers and all that stuff does. It was just very, it was very natural mm. and, and fun, I guess. Yeah, there weren't too many uh, chefs in the kitchen to really, like, interfere with your actual process in this creation whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day, Josh, to talk to us here at Radio 1. Um, we'll let you go to let the people here at home be able to listen to uh, the single Used off the new album. And thank you very much. And once again, congratulations and kakite. Awesome. Thanks, mate. You have a good one. Will do. Will do. So, yeah, that was Josh from Banks Arcade, and right now, like I said, we are going straight into the one of the singles off the album used, so keep it locked to the one. Highly recommend going check it out. It's on most streaming platforms, um, Apple Music and Spotify. So yeah, go give it a spin, and yeah, here's Banks Arcade used on the one. FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.